Podnuts wants to thank everyone who supports the network by going to www.podnuts.com slash Amazon. Hey everybody, welcome to Geeksters episode 178. This is a show where we talk about all things uh, geekery. If it's got a computer in it, we're probably going to talk about it from uh, iPhones to iPads to Android devices to... Uh, uh, gosh, what is that? Kids, the kids, the, the kid computers that broke... VTech. VTech. I was trying from Apple to VTech. We will talk about it on Geeksters. I'm joined, I'm Martin Abando, one of the co-hosts here. I'm joined by my two fellow awesome men of men, if you will... Mitch Heyman, Tim Bauermeister. Hey Tim, how's it going? I'm good, baby. How you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Yeah, I see you're wearing your Steelers hats. Your Steeler hat. That's a that's a tradition. Are you bummed that football's over? No, 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 no. I I love football, but when it ends, you know what starts? Softball, baby. Oh well, yeah, yeah, that too. Oh gosh, baseball. Oh, it's not. Well, yeah, I will. Okay, um, hockey, crochet. I mean, um, I've got track. I've got playoffs. I've got Super Bowl. There's kind of a week of like nothing happening. Uh, You're talking about basketball? But no, no. Oh my, no. It's like NASCAR, man. NASCAR. Okay, I'm from the Pacific Northwest. Okay, I have no idea what this NASCAR thing is. Well, I I don't understand why that's an excuse. You know, you are so apologetic as if being from the Pacific Northwest just excuses you from being a human being in so many different ways. <laughs> and not just you, I hear it from everybody that lives in that area. It's not as if you're just going to fall off you. It is. I, I, don't have, I don't have a NASCAR track in my backyard. I watched on TV, and I'm pretty sure you could do the same. Yeah, if but, I had cable. Or if I cared. No, no, no. Just, that's, care. that's what it is. I, I used to so, watch it, but I, I always get a stiff neck. I just get dizzy. I get dizzy. Um... Well, or I tell I, you, or I listen to that that song. You spin me round, round. Yeah, for three hours, I'm doing this. Not to uh, not, not to put Mitch's introduction off too long, but look, I, you know, uh, stock car racing is nothing more than cars going in a circle. Just like football is nothing more than fat guys running into each other. Just like uh, 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 Olympic level um, uh, ice skating. Um, is uh you know is nothing more than just you know it's like all of these things it, you know if you boil it down and you and you and you have like a, a childlike uh, uh, perspective on it it's like okay that is just that's all that is that's all it is but it's all in the nuance it's all in the detail it's all in the it's not until you really understand what what it is that makes it so special that these are the best of the best and so it, if somebody says, "Hey, it's they're just going to circle," I say, "Well, okay, yeah, sure." I mean, the, and, and the thing is, you, you you have to you have to you have to like uh, get into it, a sport. You have to get into it with somebody that, that knows it. Like I, I I enjoy hockey, but I don't really watch it on my, by myself. If I knew somebody who's really into it, well, I would enjoy it because they would have uh, they would have insight and they would they would help me understand what makes it special. What you know what what just happened that you know uh, what what makes this so unique. And so like you get a level. A, a level of appreciation when you're around people that appreciate it, whatever it is. And so, people who don't enjoy NASCAR, I get that. Okay, sometimes you have to be around a person who en- enjoys NASCAR to really kind of understand the nuance, what makes it special. So, yeah, if you're not into it, it's cool. Um, it's something that I enjoy. And of course, anybody who's ever listened to the show longer than five minutes knows that I'm constantly wrenching on something. Unfortunately, it's usually not for fun. It's Rarely for gain. It's just to keep my life afloat. 
<laughs> is. But, you know, that's something that I enjoy, and so anything that has an engine in it that goes fast, I mean, that's totally my gig. So football is over. I love it. It's a great season. I'm in a NASCAR, and, man, you know, that's, that is – I love baseball on the radio. I love hockey on the radio. I really – NASCAR, man, it is me in front of TV, and I will watch a race a few times just to see all the things that I missed. Very nice. That's cool. Right. I, I was just giving you a bad time. I have sat down and watched some NASCAR races. Well, that's what you get. I know, that's and I deserve it. it. Every yeah. every bit of that tongue lashing. Hey, hey we're going to harass Tim. Well, pack a lunch. It's going to be 20 minutes. <laughs> all right. He'll make you pay. Anyway, so, uh, glad to be here. I'm totally amped. Loving it. it On to Mitch. On to Mitch. It's been a while. Yeah, and now I'm not knocking NASCAR because I have watched it a few times and um, I've gone into it a little bit. I mean, I have my fa- I mean, my favorites. I don't watch it, but I kind of pay attention to to what they're doing somewhat. You strike me as a Dick Trickle fan. Um, no, I like uh, Matt Kinsit. I liked him. I think he's from Nevada or Vegas, but um, I don't. I can't tell you what he's doing. And um, uh, I know Gordon retired, so you're not gonna people ain't gonna have him to complain about anymore. Oh, you know what? No, I. I, yeah, I'm gonna complain about him so much because now he's he, now he's in the now he's in the studio. Oh yeah, now he's, he's helping, yeah. now he's helping to call the races, and it's like commentator. Back yeah. in the car, I can't stand your voice. You sound like a rat. I liked. I don't know why people knocked. I mean, because when he was winning a lot back in the day, uh, people were jealous. That's the way it is. I don't know. Well, you know, it's you, you have you have to have uh, you know you, it was uh, you, you you have to have these um uh, well you know it. Way back when it was it was um, Larry Bird and Dr. J, right? I mean, yeah, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. You created these like these arch enemies, you know, in the sport. These people that you know contest, you know, uh, the um, uh, Peyton Manning or uh, or uh, Brady, right? You, you right, to, right. It's it's yeah, it, it, it's always like him or her. It's it, you kind of created. And so at one time, you know, it was Dale Earnhardt. Or mm-hmm. you know, Dale Senior, or well, here comes Jeff Gordon, and I mean the two were they were, they were polar op- opposites, and they, they they the fans they attracted were polar opposites opposites. You know, Ed created drama, and you know everybody you know anybody that had any money to make off the sport played into it, and I, I think that's kind of where where it was. You were either a fan of, of this or that, and at the time I, I wasn't a fan of, of either so much. I, I just like the sport. But, but um, um, really, I'm a fo- I'm a football baseball guy by heart. That's it. Yeah. And then when I'm not doing that, into uh, tech somewhat. Tech. Um, yeah. Ah, that's what we do here, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. I talk about that. Yeah, I show. even. Um, I worked on the. Uh, what's that? Yeah, we got some time. Do we have some time? Okay. I had a. Um, I got a PC that I worked on quite a two, probably several times before in the last five, six years, whatever. It's a um, HP Slim line. It has an AMD processor. It had a Vista on it. Three wow. gigs of RAM. Hard drive dead on a doornail. I mean, except for the clicking noise. I mean, nothing would see it, right? And the hard, the uh, DVD uh, player, burner player would not open. I mean, I had to get a pin to open it every time. So it was like two things wrong with it. But me, because I have plenty of stuff laying around all the time and good stuff, um, I found a good hard drive and uh, I, I, I found a. Um, 80 gig hard drive. I said, let me put it on there, and um, because I had some, I had some legal copies. What I put a legal copy. I have, I still have quite a, several left anyway of XP, um, XP of uh, Windows 7, and um, I put it on, 
and I'm having trouble getting the updates. I mean, it's taken exceptionally long reading up on it. So I'm not the only one, but if you download this file, I found it, download this file, put a lot of updates in it, and then it'll start pushing out the elements, which it did. And uh, But I'm saying, hmm, that's only an 80 gig hard drive. Of course, you know, half that, yeah. you know, with everything installed. So let, let, let me look around. So I found a 500 gig. Oh, and let me back up a little. No, no, no. I found 160 gig. Sorry. And, you know, those things, I can't do it in the BIOS because I can't put another hard drive in there. You can only hook up one and it, it won't recognize. Not, you can't boot up from a thumb drive and that. So, we'll, oh, I see. so, so let me, so I'm saying, let me see what I can do on Windows because, uh, you know, with the Samsung migration software, you, know, you can clone your drive with that in Windows, but it only works for Samsung. Anyway, so I, I did find something. Actually, I had it on one of my computers. Um, Eases to do backup mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. drop something. So I, um, I, I dropped my mouse. So I uh, installed that and I did it in Windows and, and um, it worked fine, cloned fine. And it only took about 45 minutes. And, uh, you know, with, you know, USB, hooking up via USB, and uh, you install the software. So I put the 166. And, 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 that, and that was just to go from, uh, just, just, that was just to get it to a larger drive. Is just that to it? get it to a larger drive, correct. Oh, okay, okay. And, um, but this drive, you know, I didn't put it back in. I'm, I have it outside the case, but I have hooked up. I mean, it, I just only ran Crystal Disk. I didn't run C tools. I usually like to run like three or four different ones. It's passing, but the thing, it had a lot of hours on it, and the thing just got really hot. I can't remember how old it was, but it's super hot. I was just felt. You know, so then I had a 500 gig, but the, uh, I found, tried to clone that, it failed. I only tried once. It just said couldn't copy a sector. But okay. I guess there was a spot in your record where it, you you can copy everything. I didn't check that. I don't know if it made a difference or not. Um, you know, bit by bit, whatever. Right. But I had in this computer I'm on now. I had 120 gig SSD, but I upgraded to that a Samsung one. I said I'm not going to use that, right? And I'm so let me let me let me clone it to that. And you know, these are these the the, the a couple that own owns this. It's like this couple I, I work with. It's the guy's parents that are like in their close to their eighties, right? So they're not going to put a lot of stuff on her, even though it's a 120 gig drive. So let me clone it to that, which that worked and had a thing to op- optimize it for SSD and it worked. And it, and you can definitely see a difference even in, in speed, uh, in opening programs, booting up. And, um, and it's like, it's like completely silent except for the little teeny CPU fan in there. So, um, but now my other challenge was, you know, because he's, it's like really compact in there and it has a, like a, a caddy, you know, you attach the hard, regular hard drive to. Well, of course, this is so small, it's not going to attach. Well, I drilled two holes on the side so I could at least attach two screw, you know, there, you know two of the screw holes and that thing's so light, you know. Um, that's what I did and so I'm, I'm done with it and I'm going to bring it back tomorrow. I mean, you can get a little bit more life out of a six year old, you know, machine. Will be fine for them, and they're coming from this to the Windows Seven, and, and now it's got the Windows Ten update. If if they so so choose to do it, if they want to, ah, yeah, okay, sure. Yeah. So that that was my uh my little. Oh, I, also I I upgraded. You know, I have that uh, Asus laptop um, that I got back in July. Well, for some reason, I thought I had two hard drive bays in there, right? I went to Micro Center. I got a two hundred fifty gig SSD Samsung. 
and put that in there. And I was going to thought I was going to use a regular spinning drive and the other one, you know, but there's, it only has the one bay. So I like to kick myself. Anyway, I used it and I cloned it. That thing is so fast. It, it'll boot to the, well, to the login screen, like six or like seven or eight seconds. I mean, it's just it's unbelievable. Like I was telling Martin, once you go SSD, you don't want to go back. So anyway, so that was my fun time the last week or so. That's awesome. Hey, speaking of, um, because uh, you said that you couldn't boot from a, uh, a USB device. No, the, the, that was the BIOS, a BIOS limitation. Yes. All right. So what you need is plop. Yeah, I I know. I know there was there was something that you can do, and I forgot what yeah, it was. But you need plop. But it worked fine. It worked fine. All right. Because I was going to use Clomzilla, or I never used that before. Um, but there's a ton of stuff out there. I mean, free stuff like the limitations with uh to do but easiest to do backup. It's going to clone to say the size of what you're cloning. So, and I think with the uh, full version, which I do have for version on here, you know, you can't extend it. But all you got to do is just go on Windows and extend the partition. Right. You know, it, was, it was fine. Martin. Yes. What's I'm new, here. What's new with you? Um. Wow. Sorry, I was. If people were watching live, I had to take a phone call there. Uh. Gosh, let's see. One of the the big thing that's new is that we've kind of talked about this on and off on the air here. Um, I deployed a the WatchGuard firewall into the school last Wednesday, so it would have been a week week ago today. Um, so what they had was what they had was working for them. They just needed a simple router. Um, so they had a TP-Link uh, RV like 6,000, 600, something like that. It's just a VPN router. Um, the throughput on this is 120 meg. So it's not crazy, crazy big. Um, they have a 100 meg connection, so I didn't think we are going to be going over that. But you have so many connections hitting that um, that router that over time, and, and, and what I mean by time is really a year and a half, um, they implemented Chromebooks. They went from no Chromebooks to 60 Chromebooks, and everybody knows that Chromebooks are all just completely web-based. So just a, the network took a huge, huge hit. Um, so what was what we were finding was happening was is that as users were just jumping on kind of first come first serve, you know, you're just trying to cram a whole bunch of water into a small, you know, a small pipe. Yeah. Um, people were getting, you know, the the overflow was just not getting connected. They couldn't go anywhere. They would not lose connectivity. They would show they would have connectivity. They just couldn't get internet access. Um, you reboot the router. It would refresh everything. Everything would come back up. So last week, I uh, walked in at 7.30 in the morning. Uh, I'm going to shout out to uh, Matt Rainey, our good friend, uh, Podnets Pro alumni. Um, he he walked me through. I, I got the router on a Tuesday, called up Matt Rainey. Um, he walked me through a couple steps. We worked together to get the router all set up. Um, I just am so impressed with WatchGuard. I've, I've used them before in the past. It had been a while. Uh, man, it just it just works. Uh, it's super simple to set up. Very very easy. Really enjoyed it. Um, so set it all up. Took it there Tuesday morning. Plugged it in. Turned it on. Uh, ran into one hiccup, and this was this was totally on me. Their inside network is different. Uh, they're using a 192.168.0.ip address, yeah. um, and so but normally when you do that, of course, you do your 255.255.255.0. They needed to expand that, so they were actually at a 254. So when I put it in, only part of the network could get out to the Internet. It's because I had the wrong subnet in, and it was dropping half the subnet. Um, so we we uh, I quickly fixed that, got that back up and running, and uh, today went in there, and they said, you know what? It had resolved a lot of issues. Um, 
they people were we they didn't have to reset the router at all and the throughput so we we thought about going to the XTM 25 so the throughput on the original router was 120 megs per second the XTM 25 is 240 megs a second so that only be a double you know double the increase the XTM 26 540 so we we went four and a half times bigger um, and we went that way because we were we know that we're going to be adding more Chromebooks coming up into the future. And you know, when it comes to internet, you're only going to use more. I don't think you're ever going to use less. So that's that's the that's an Obando law. That should be they, written somewhere. Yeah. So uh, they are happy with that. I did, and we only had one other issue. And this is just I think it's a configuration issue, and it has nothing to do with the WatchGuard. Um, I am starting to deploy open mesh at this site. And right now we have one open mesh router there and it's just strictly for the Chromebooks. So it's on the it's on a public network. So it's actually on a ten it's getting a 10 dot from the Chromebook from the open mesh access point. Um, but so it's completely separate. Uh, and I I used that same open mesh device to put the public and the private on it. Well what was happening was is the the network in that one section for that one teacher was really, it, it just wouldn't connect, it wouldn't stay connected. She was always having connectivity issues because right next door was another router of the, they have Arrowhive routers there. Um, so they have an Arrowhive router which has the school network uh, and then the guest network. But then we had the open mesh that was just the Chromebooks and the school network. Well, for some reason, it kept the school network kept dropping, having a lot of issues. So last Wednesday when I was there, what I did is I said, okay, I removed the school network from the open mesh, made the open mesh strictly 100% Chromebook for just the Chromebooks, took in the, the other Arrowhive that we had removed originally, put it back in her back in her room, turned it back on for the school and the guests. So I completely separated the networks, yeah. and um, she's had no problems. So she has been struggling and struggling, solid issues, no problems for week. Uh, all of the users are now able to get online. Internet is, internet is hopping. I I was getting you know 100 megs right off the bat as soon as I plugged it in. I just did a speed test, and so I just super impressed with WatchGuard. Very super simple. Um, and we're we the, the next step for wireless uh, because the problem with the Arrowhives is is throughput as well. They don't take as many clients. Um, I think over the summer I'm realizing that I the the idea was to originally kind of replace Arrowhive with open mesh devices, but if they're stepping on each other and they're not working correctly, uh, I think we're just going to do a big swap. We're just going to say, okay, all Arrowhive's out, all open mesh in, and go that route. But that's going to be a summer, that's going to be a summer way because we just spent, you know, yeah. uh, almost $700 on a, uh, the router, so. But well, that was, working. yeah, oh, it's totally working, and it's, yeah, it um, working. it's working. You can look at the future, you say, okay, I, I, I see we'll have to address this issue, and the way we address it is probably this, and put your subconscious, and as time goes, you know, your subconscious might kick it out and say, hey, remember this? That might, there might work better, and, you know, get some time, and, you know, that's it's kind of a long-range thing, but it's like, whoa, 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 right now, it's working, it's working, stop, right. where you stop. So Good that's you, been, that's that's been my, wig, my big win. Now, what I also like is that, because I because I got talking and I was looking at some of the watch guard and I'm like well I you know so what we bought for the school they don't need any of the other security but they the, so in the watch guard you can buy your your a one or a three year um, basically maintenance for the device itself okay updates for the device well then there's then there's the security suite which is things like content filtering um, you can you can block computers on the network like it, you know it's it's kind of everything you would do with the with a firewall. 
but more. Um, so I was talking to you know look, talking to Matt and looking around. Apparently, that same structure is the same on home devices. So whether I bought this $700 school one, if I want to mess with the security suite, I can buy the cheaper, I can buy the home version one, and it'd be the same interface, same security suite, same everything. So I'm my next plan is um, is we're, I'm going to go ahead and buy a home one for here, which is much smaller because I don't need that much bandwidth uh, through their throughput, um, and start messing with it in my home. Kind of, kind of finally narrowing down a device that I can say, okay, if for a band of computing, this is the router we're going to recommend, and then get to know that router, get to know that model, get to know that infrastructure inside, outside, upside down. You know, um, that way when I deploy it out to clients, I can just be on top of it and not have to worry about, well, maybe I'm going to deploy this one or that one. You know, kind of come to a uh, come come to an agreement with of of what devices I'm gonna I'm going to manage what device well I'm gonna manage everything but what devices I'm going to suggest and deploy when clients ask me um, and I think that's I think that's a good tip just all around because you just you you seem to be you you're more efficient you get a chance to, to well, just that's it. push it's it out so you know it's efficiency that's that's exactly it and when you know the thing inside and out yeah I mean if if eighty five percent of clients can use this device then you, you know, not only can you be more efficient in, in deploying it for them and maintaining it, but you know, any problems they're going to have, it's it's not a head scratch when it comes along. You're anticipating because you kind of know you, you know the device. I, I had I tell you what I had this thing. You know, I was helping this guy out with these these um, these uh, uh, webcams. You know, and it's like over here the, the man's got you know this this man has three stores and he has the same DVR at each store. So if one has, it's like I hit one and boom, boom, the other two are. Well, this man over here, his three stores, he's got a different one in each one, probably whatever was cheapest at the time. And it's an AirPoint experience each time going into it because it's like, hey, obviously, 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 this is like a break fix call. These aren't you know clients where I I recommend it's not be installed. This is just like, hey, I need you to come in. It's not working, you know. And so whenever you can, whenever you can generate some consistency in the things that you're working with. Not only does it benefit you, it benefits the client. Everybody wins. Yeah. It, and it gives you a choice. I'll tell you what, it gives you a choice. It get, you take the opportunity to find what you believe is a good value and it's a good device. And so it, sometimes when you have to recommend something on a fly or you have to come up with an answer quickly in the research, you, you're, probably, you're probably not going to find the best thing. Maybe you will. You might get lucky. But, yeah, it's time to plan ahead. I, you know, I congratulate you on on working toward doing that. Anytime you can, it's um, uh, that's that, that's a very very good thing. Same thing with, of course, you know, my end, it's you know a lot of hardware and and uh, uh, but geez, you know, when you finally arrive at a really good supplier that treats you well, I, you don't have to go around ordering parts from you know twenty five different people. I mean, if I can get ninety five percent of my stuff from that guy, I don't I, I don't care what it costs. I mean, it's like I'm going there because that's the best. Choice benefits me, it benefits the, the client. So. Right. Well, the company, yeah, man, the company awesome. I ordered this, the company I ordered this from is called Virtual Graffiti, and uh, so here's this, here's the scenario we ran in with this company, and um, it was recommended to me by a, a friend, and so I went onto their website, and they actually have a site called Guard Site, G U A R D S I T E, and what they've done is they've like they've purchased all these subdomains for all of their all of their products that they that they use. Um, Maybe not all of them, but the majority of them. And so I went on the site. I, I talked to the guys, and and so we we back and forth about pricing and about what it comes with and getting a pre-o and everything like that. So I ordered the part, and the guy said, "Okay, two days. I'll he'll order it. Free two days shipping. 
he'll give me a tracking number. Great. He got sick. I didn't get a tracking number from him. Ended up talking to another gentleman. He did some research, called me back and said, you know, here's the problem we ran into. Our vendor is out that we are like our warehouse or somebody, something, somebody doesn't have this part anymore. Um, they're just, it's back ordered. He says, so here's what we're going to do. They turned around and they called WatchGuard directly out of Seattle, Washington. And they called them. They ordered it directly for them. And then my, my company that I ordered it through, they ate the free two day shipping. They ate the cost of that to get it to me for two days. They said, we'll pay for it. We're going to eat that cost. I'm like, those little things like that, whether you are a big company or the smallest company, those little things like that, you're going out of the way for your customers, your customers will remember that. Oh, and um, yeah. I'm just like, yeah, that's awesome. So, you know, who, who am I looking for now when I go to other, when I go to look at other products? This company, because they've treated me so well. Um, I had never bought from them before. This was the very first time. So it wasn't, I, was a, I wasn't a long-time loyal customer from this company. They didn't know me from Adam, but they called me directly on the phone and talked to me one-on-one -on -one to, get me some, to get some information. So um, Brantley, Brantley in the chat room had asked um, about the, the Chromebooks because I just mentioned that. And he says, with the schools and the Chromebooks, what kind of applications are they using them for, teachers only or students as well? I hear it's going to, going, I hear it's going to the schools a lot, just wondering what the actual use scenarios are turning out to be. So this school is a Google school. And so the, 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 there's a lab set of Chromebooks. Eighth graders are all one-to-one. -one. Sixth and seventh graders are you can bring one if you have one. When they come in, I get them. I join them to the our enterprise, so we manage and monitor and maintain the Chromebooks. Um, the students are there; they're students, so when they leave, they can we can un enroll them from ours. But what that allows us to do is put restrictions on the, the on the Chromebooks themselves, uh, as well as because they're their email through Chrome or through Google, we can monitor those. But what they're used for is the school had shopped around and found that now this is a this is a private school. Just to get that out of the way, um, the school had shopped around for textbooks and found that the price of textbooks um, the price of textbooks on a Chromebook or a, a e-device, if you will, was more expensive, but their revisions came out and those revisions were included in that cost. Whereas instead of paying, you know, X, you know, $200 per, you know, per book every seven years, they paid maybe $300 per student and then they got updates every year. So all the students do all their work on on Chromebooks, they they share with the teacher. The teacher then can log in through her Google account. She doesn't have a Chromebook. She's got a full laptop that she can log into her account. They can grade. They can talk. The students can work together on this. So they're using it that way. My son and my daughter both are in Google schools as well. They both go to public schools. My son does all of his math homework on the Chromebook. It's all, everything's online now. So both students and teachers are using it for interaction as well as writing reports and then turning it in, which means that the amount of paper in the printer use of that school has gone way down because all of these students can type up their documents and they submit them all via electronically to the teacher. Now, if the teacher prints them out, that's on her, but the students are not printing them out. You mean uh, you guys don't use a ditto machine? No. Is that the hand one? Oh, my gosh. It smells so good. Oh, yeah. No, we don't have one of those. It's contributed to most of my background. And it comes out, like, all blue and cold? Yeah, but it smells so good. I remember this. So that's what they do. I hate the future. And now next year, more than – so they went one-to-one with eighth grade at the beginning of this year, and by Christmas, 
it was, okay, when are you going to go one-to-one -one for the rest of the school? So they're already, uh, that's when the 7th and 6th graders came in, and next year it's probably going to be 8th, it's probably going to be 5th, 6th, 7th, and 8th all on Chromebooks. Um, and so that is one of the reasons why we had to, uh, <laughs> we had to up our networking game so fast yeah. is because in a year and a half we went from everybody handling fine traffic easy to, hey, we've now implemented almost 100 Chromebooks and we're we're saturating the network. So that's been my big win. Better call Martin. Well, it was one of those things where we couldn't figure out what it was, and you know we you know and, and then I just was seeing the router. Just we thought it was the Google connection, or not the Google, but the but the Comcast connection. So we did some messing with there, and then it was like, yeah, that kind of helped, but not really. Um, what really gave it away was it went down. You'd unplug the router, wait a couple of seconds, plug the router back in, everything would come back up. It worked just fine until it got hot and died again. So, like, yeah, 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 yeah. it's probably the router. So, no, that, that's like your ad. It's like, oh no, internet's slow. Oh no, better call Martin. You know, and you just like, you're like, you just fly in. Like, I'm so super. I don't even need a cape. You're just like, zap, new router, and everybody's happy again. Yep. That's the that's the that's the plan. So so far, you, you just come in. You got you got the cloud on a leash. You just drag it behind you. Yeah, it's more like the dark cloud and above my head. Calling me. You're crazy. So, um, what else happened? We I moved. I had a client who uh, we did a. So, if you've ever done any kind of. Uh, DNS changes to either email or websites. Usually, you want to do them. If you're going to do a email and a website change, you usually want to do baby steps. You know, you never want to do a big step DNS change uh, all at once, just because so many things can break. So, I have a client, and they wanted to do email now and DNS and website later. So, uh, we got talking, and we've been kind of going back and forth and how we're going to plan this out and stuff. And it kind of came down to the person who the company that they're using um, kind of is their name server. They kind of took everything, and uh, we went to them and said, you know, this is what we'd like to do, but I, I want to work with you to do it because we need to do it in steps. And they pretty much came back and said, that's dumb. If you're going to do it, just do it all. You know, we're not going to we're not going to allow you to do it in steps. Um, Mitch, did you want to say something? Mm -hmm. No. Okay. Uh, you came close, so I wasn't sure. Yeah. Uh, so. So we ended up having to do we ended up having to do everything uh, last Friday night. We um, Joe Mesman, who's a listener here uh, of Geeksters, him and I. Uh, so Friday night we uh, I made all the DNS changes after hours. It went smooth. Um, now now I'm changing both the MX records for mail and the website. The website's going to be hosted by me. The mail is going to go to Hosted Exchange. We had all that set up and we made the change. And Joe and I went in. Um, Joe and I went in Monday morning at 7 a.m. and then worked with all the users to get their email uh, moved over to the new hosted exchange. Um, they had some old Office 2003. We needed to upgrade them. So we had we had clients being upgraded from 2003 to 2016. Um, that was kind of a shock for them. That's there is a huge interface change if you're if you're going from from that uh, over that span. But everything seemed to go really smooth. A couple problems that Joe's working on with um, just documents in 2003 opening weird in 2016, and I think that's just because of the way two old the old documents are working. But um, the website moved over. We had no problems. But I wanted to uh, Matt Rodella, Matthew Rodella. He's been on been on uh, Geeksters before. He's your friendly neighborhood computer guy. Him and Paco LeBron get on there and do some stuff. Well, Matt has a uh, Matt uh, has a a site that a job and now what he's done is he's really focused a lot of his attention now on website 
um, especially WordPress, and I needed him to do some stuff for me, and he jumped right in there. And actually, Matt Rodella worked a lot on the Podnuts website, the new Podnuts website. So, um, but I just want to, you know, he helped me out a lot. So if you guys are ever looking for any kind of website design, um, things like that, check him out. Uh, it's uh, A L E. D-O-R.com, uh, A-L-E-D-O-R.com is his website, and uh, yeah, you can just tell him you heard about it on Geeksters. I'm not sure he's going to give you a discount or anything. He may hang up on you, but uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but you can let him know you heard about it on the Podnuts uh, network. Yeah, it's been, uh, you know, I got my, my employees working on Repair Shopper. We're going to get that going here. Um, we had a big, big uh, move a couple days ago up at a client of mine. Went went fairly smooth. A couple little hiccups, but yeah, it's things have just been uh, for Obano computing. Things have been steady and just uh, chugging along. Nothing, nothing that's uh, knocked me down too much that I can't get back up from, which is, which is good. So I, yeah, no, no more. Don't say more. I won't say no more. Like, Knock no, on wood. One more, one, one more word. You have to pay for it. I think I will. Oh, no, it won't. Wait, what? Oh, what? <laughs> well, can I? Since we got these, we got some of these brainiacs in the in the um. In the chat room there, I want to ask a question. What I was talking about no before the show, um, Martin, about I'm having this problem since they we got on these Windows Seven machines at work. Um, I don't know if anybody's familiar with R, uh, RPT files, report files. We use a uh, our warehouse management software. It'll it'll generate. We run these reports and it'll generate copies of them, you know, in a text file. But it but they're RPT. Um, format i mean it's an rpt uh, extension so before when we go to open it up it would open up and use like windows explorer right now it's not working on these new machines and see i i, I mean long story short we used i would open these files up and save them to a text file and then run a database and access it cleans everything up and it sends me a excel email an excel email with uh in a real format it's all with stuff we have in a warehouse you know sequentially real pretty you could do it manually from the text all it'll take you hours probably but anyway it will it will not open up we try and we try to link it i mean we try to associate with all the files and it just messes it up and this is it's only happening on well me because it's only me and my boss are doing it so he got a new pc his is like that too so i it's it's just not opening up the rpt file and before we can open it up save it as a text file can't do it anymore not the way we did it before so Yesterday I was on I was on a remote with our uh, help desk, which is in May. I work in Maryland, and the help desk is in Mason, Michigan. That's where the headquarters headquarters are to uh, my company. Three hours with this gentleman, and we didn't get anywhere. Well, I probably got further than what he did, but it was crazy. So, if any anybody if anybody knows anything about RPT files, why I can't open them up? you know, natively uh, without associating with a different program than what it's supposed to be. Let me know. So you can't just right-click and say open with? Yeah, but I, we tried everything, but it, it wouldn't it wouldn't save it in the right format. And oh. It was, you know, it's, it still has to be. But you, you run access. We made the database, and it's just, you know, clean everything up and link all the different tables together, different items. But. It we can't even get it that far. It's just just not working right. And um, luckily we have some of the the old machines still hooked up. Um, somebody's gonna get back to me. No one got back to me today, but yesterday three hours I was the 
guy was remote in, into my uh, computer work. Other than that, everything's working fine. It's fast. I mean, we're coming from a dual core into you know, these uh, i5 uh, Lenovo Think Centers. They're a little small thing, but it's it's really it's it's they're nice PCs. I wouldn't mind having one here actually. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be a shame yeah. one fell off the fork truck. What was that, Tim? <laughs> it'd be a shame if one fell off the fork truck. Well, we don't have them on fork trucks. We have them in the office. Well, it is really it'd be a real shame if one fell off the fork truck. That's not going to happen. Look, look, Mitch. How do I say? It? You don't hurt computers, okay? But sometimes computers get hurt. All right. <laughs> I'm not yeah, sure what a, you're trying to a, say. A, but. A, yeah, that's right. I'm not. Hey, look, a, I, I I ain't saying nothing is what I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, look, man didn't see what a man didn't see, and I didn't say nothing over here. Just sometimes things happen. Yeah. <laughs> so I did buy a new keyboard, though. Um, I don't know if you guys can see it. So it's, <laughs> and I'm kicking myself. So uh, this is the Logitech. Well, though it's illuminated Logitech K740, and it's so quiet. That's what's cool about it. Is it has got a really nice quiet key. Um, and then today, uh, nine two five toys, the number nine T O five, the number five T O Y S has this keyboard. It's now on sale <laughs> at Amazon for like fifty bucks. You pay, so I, you pay more, huh? Oh, I paid a lot more than that um, because I needed a keyboard like right now, so I went to the local store, picked it up. Um, so I feel bad that I bought it. But if you're interested, it's a nice keyboard. It's quiet. It's a little big. Like it actually, you, you mentioned it, Tim. It actually is a little. It's big. the keys are far apart, so I had to get I had, I had to get used to it. Um, but it's lighted, which is uh, which is odd. Um, I can turn. You can turn the light lighting part off. It has a little. The backlight, nice though. It is. It's in the, yeah. so I can work in the dark. If I can sip on my my Earl Grey tea, working in the dark, and have a lighted keyboard. It's it's, it's cozy. Say so you replace that with your little seventeen dollar one you got from China. Well, no, I wasn't using the seventeen dollar <laughs> one. I was using the wireless. Yeah. I know. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I, just, I just had to throw that in. There. Oh man, I I deserve that one. Wow, you doofus! Jimmy, Chris, well, I always out, got that little one. I keep, swinging, on, Mitch. I keep on saying I was going to get that little one. I I haven't though. I well, just, I use that one. I use it downstairs in my my media center. I just rather go to Micro Center and get what they get there. I I don't like ordering anything online. People stealing your credit cards? No, um, not yet. My wife, I don't know. Well, speaking of things that are sometimes a little frivolous, um. And buying stuff online, there's a. I don't know how I came across this what this this news article, but um, Medford Mail Tribune is a news is a news uh, agency, and the Ma- Medford Mail Tribune. Medford is actually a small town in Southern Oregon. I actually was raised in Medford, Oregon, uh, just outside of it, a little town called Jacksonville. Um, anyways, came across this the other day, and I just had to mention it here on Geeksters. Woman sues f- for 8.3 million. That's with an M million dollars after plastic grocery bag broke. So, um, this lady, <laughs> so this lady is suing uh, a grocery store because her 1.5 liter, and it actually is in quotes here, Magnum bottle of barefoot Chardonnay wine broke through a single plastic bag. It fell on her foot and her ankle, and it shattered. And she's suing because um, it's from Albertsons. I don't know if you guys have Albertsons in there. 
Um, it says they were at fault because the and Albertsons was at fault because the wine wasn't double bagged. She wasn't offered an alternative to carry the the wine, such as a plastic bag or wine carrier, and the checkout worker wasn't properly instructed. Okay, so why is she suing for 8.3 million dollars? Um, she said the lawsuit she suffered in an, as an incomplete fracture of the ankle bone. A cut and bruised ankle, damage to the muscles, ligaments, tendon, nerves, and other soft tissues of her legs, ankles, and foot. She also required multiple spinal cord stimulation surgeries to treat her complex regional pain syndrome and also left shoulder pain from using a crutch. She's seeking non-economical damages. She's seeking non-economical damages for pain and suffering of 4.2 million plus nearly 4.1 million of economic damages from $74,000 in medical expenses plus expected future medical expenditures uh, and loss of earnings. But I just love the fact that she bought a ginormous big old bottle of wine and it fell through the plastic bag and hit her and she's suing for uh, 8.3 million. Yeah, I walked away uh, from the computer for a moment. Who is this? Was this your wife? Who is no. This? Yeah, it was. I just saw uh, to say. No. Who, who did, the lady no, at your th- church? Who is this? No, this is. No, this is just a lady in a little town, southern Oregon, called Medford, Oregon. Uh, so, she's she's suing for eight point three million dollars. Hey. Uh, did she spill coffee on her too at McDonald's? Is that the same? No. Woman? No. No. No, different woman. This is this is she bought a 1.5 liter bottle of Magnum Chardonnay. Magnum. Magnum. Chardonnay. Now, I um I stepped over to my uh, bench machine because you know as long as we're showing off keyboards, I I have my favorite keyboard in the whole world over there. But that's oh, the problem is I had one of those and that's what I was gonna use for tonight and then I was like no I can't do that. Oh you know, I, there's no way. I mean there's there's a reason it sits over there but I love. I love my thirty year old thirty year old clicky keyboard. I just That's I what I have. That's I, what... Like I can't even type. I, I I can't even type, but it feels like I'm doing something, you know? Like I'm getting things done. Does know? that have what what connector does that have on it? Oh it has the old you know, the old like it's the old den connector. I actually had to you know, I have to get the Oh my gosh, to, look at that. Yeah, I had to get the uh the PS two. Check that out. If that isn't installed there's Tim's corner right there, folks. Look how old this one is. This is the same thing in old Dell, but I like it. But did, does it beat Tim's old? Gosh, it makes noise even... when I hit it. Well, yeah, but I, but it's the 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 creme the, the creme of Tim's laptop is that it's using that old function. I can't remember what that keyboard that that style hey, what, is called what, now. What was that one? It had a serial connection or something. The big round thing. What was that? Well, I yeah, got one of the. Yeah. Oh, AT connection. Is that what it is? I can't. Yeah. Uh, oh, I can never remember. I can't remember. I don't think it's a AT connection, but it was no. a. Cause I, I believe it or not, I got a computer to work on like a, a real old one to work on at one time. You guys can't even hear me type. No, I'm, uh... but your mic has something to do with that too. No, it's not the PS2. It's before the PS2. Before the PS2. Brantley All says right. it's the AT connection. It is AT connection. Uh, I, I don't know. It, 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 it might be, but I thought they called it another name. Technically, it's a DIN connector. D I N. Yeah. Five pin male, one hundred eighty degree DIN connect, um, and that's I, I'm reading that from the computer. I don't actually. Know. <laughs> oh, Bradley, Bradley, yeah, yep. Um, uh, he put. <laughs> we should keep arguing about it because now he has. Um, was that two, four, six, eight, twelve, three hundred exclamation marks now in the chat room? <laughs> I, I need my, to. Uh... My family turned on the heater. It's like ninety up in my room, in my office now. Um. Am I missing exclamation marks? Oh, it's 18. The, um, 
I, I need, man, I need my dual monitors back. Uh, there are various DIN connectors. The 41524 circular connector is often used for audio signals. The 41612 rectangular connector is used to connect plug-in cards to a backplane or motherboard. Oh, and the 41652, one of my favorites. The D-sub miniature connector is <laughs> computer data and video. So Sounds like I'm listening to an e-book right now. But anyway, um, <laughs> no, no, it sounded good. It sounded, I have a... The, um, I, I, well, I tell you what, anybody, anybody that wants an old clicky keyboard, matter of fact, you can even Google this, uh, AQ6-Maple Z15. It looks really, really thick. I have a fine cabinet full of these. So, um, not that... I can't I'm selling anything or anything, but I, it's like, you know, these things, it's a, it, you know, what the thing about tech, the gimmick is, it, it, well, I guess most things, but, but the tech, tech is, tech, things come and go so quickly. Anything that is currently out of favor and kids make fun of it, just hey, buy, man, it up, buy it up by the truckload and just put it somewhere, and in 20 years, it'll be the coolest thing ever from, like, some retro aspect, and, you know, it's... That's that's what tech is, and so anyway, these things, you know, I, I, I'm sure I found like three boxes of them. Somebody just probably gave me twenty bucks to haul to a dumpster. And I thought, yeah, I'll stick them over here. Am I, am I allowed to say any hi to anybody out there in TV land or or, or YouTube land? Think so. In person. Well, like yeah. like, 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 like who's going to stop me? Now I want to say hi to a friend of mine. He's watching. Uh, I've known him for probably forty five, forty five years, forty six years. Hi, Brandy. Hi, Brandy. Uh, is it me? We were. Uh, Are you guys. We were. War? We were. Uh, we grew up together, and we used to play guitar together. And look what I found. Look, Brandy, remember this? I found the tape. I got to put it back on CD, though. The Hard Times tape. So, of course, I'll put it down. I won't remember. I'll lose it again. But anyway, this is from like 1980. This actually it says 2000, but I think. But actually, I think it's it's, it's older than that. But anyway, I digress. Sorry. No Sorry. Problem. Right. No problem. So I know we're coming up against the clock, Mitch. Ideas? Um, um, do I have an idea? Um, no, you wouldn't. You wouldn't. Um, if you come to my website, you wouldn't want anything. Wait a minute, I don't have a website. What I? Why did I say that? No. So, so guys, we're gonna have a actually kind of a short show tonight. So I uh, apologize for that. But if uh, people want to get a hold of us, Mitch, what's the best way they can do that? See, that's, you you didn't stall enough. Um, oh, uh, sorry. You you didn't stall enough. Why don't you come back to me last? Because all right, I got things all. I got eighty thousand things open on my desktop. All right, all right. I'll go. Uh, my name is Martin Obando. You can catch me uh, Martin at ObandoComputing.com. I'm Obando in the Google Plus. I'm Obando Computing in the uh, Podnuts chat room. Uh, thanks for hanging out with us, uh, Tim. If people want to get a hold of you, what's the best way to do? They can do that. I wasn't ready. I didn't know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, good to Mitch. I'm not ready. <laughs> okay, Mitch. If you want to get a hold of you, how? All right. If you want to get if you want to get a hold of us, um, I got the wrong page. <laughs> I'll give Tim a real good laugh today. Okay, Tim. If you want to get a hold of you, back to you, Tim. <laughs> That's awesome. Here, I, I'm I'm Tim Meister on the on the Google Plus. You can find me there. And and there's a reason why people don't want to get hold of me. Um, are you, are you ready I, now, no, they they I think they changed it up. I think it's changed. Podnuts.com. Wait a minute. Email us podnuts at computers at podnuts.com. Oh uh, then there's some phone numbers you can call us. I don't know what numbers are called. Here, here, I got it. Here, I got it. All hold right. on, hold on. Um, you can reach me 
but well, I don't know why when anybody would want to reach me, but um, you can reach us. It's not here. It's gone. <laughs> All right, we'll uh, figure out how to. We'll maybe, we'll figure out how I to get it. Can't back remember back. Something, something, pod nut. Something, yeah. There's a there's a number and there's an eight and there's something yeah. something else in there. I have it in a text file. Try all possible combinations. You'll finally get us. All right. Thanks, guys, for hanging out with us tonight. Um, hey, thanks for. Uh, well, I just said that. Anyways, don't forget to be grunted. We'll talk to you guys later. Bye.